What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest. It is Miss Natalie Satare. Natalie Satare is a professional international makeup artist and beauty coach, though she started her career in the U.S. military. Over the past five years, Natalie turned her love for helping others find their inner beauty into a full-time career. She's recently published a book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, Unleash Your Inner Beauty, to help others enchant their unique features. Natalie provides details about products and techniques that allow readers to become masters of their own beauty routine. With so much noise in the beauty industry, Natalie helps readers navigate the maze of conflicting information to offer advice that helps everyone find their best look within any budget. Along with her book, Natalie offers one-on-one or small group makeup tutorials. She recently started speaking at events geared towards entrepreneurs, military spouses, young women, and transgender communities. Natalie fully believes feeling beautiful and confident is for everyone. So Natalie, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. All right, Natalie, first off, Let's get the name right, because I know I said it wrong. So can you, like, double check and make sure that I pronounce it right? Natalie Setare. Perfect. Setare, yep. Great. Now, Natalie, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, I know in that introduction, well, first off, in that introduction, did I cover everything you wanted to, you wanted covered, or were there gaps, some gaps that I I should have filled in? I think... We'll get through them in the questions and we can fill in those gaps. (laughs) But it was pretty awesome. Okay, I agree. I agree. Okay, so let's go ahead and kick things started, get things started, right? How did it all start? Why did you become a makeup artist? Well, like you said, I was actually in the military first. Mm -hmm. And I I went to college, I went to University of Colorado, Mm -hmm. and my dad said it was out of state. And he said that if I wanted to um, get a car, I had to get a scholarship. And of course, I was 17 when I graduated high school. And I said, I'll get an ROTC scholarship, and then I'll get my car. And I didn't realize at the time that ROTC and joining the military would give me so much grit and discipline. I didn't like it. I'm an artist. Uh-huh. I've always been one. So I really, my motivation was the car. And then I found myself in the military, which was difficult because for an artistic, creative person to be in the military, it's not necessarily easy, but it gave me a lot of skills and leadership and confidence. And then I got married. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen, but I guess you get married eventually. And then um, I found myself pregnant with my husband. We were surprised. And I stayed in the military for after I had my son. And then it got to that point where my husband was military and I was military. And we finally got to that point where one of us had to get out. It wasn't going to work logistically. Mm-hmm. And I got out. And I actually went to grad school. 
um, because I thought that was the next thing. Like, that's what you do. And I wasn't ready to go into like a civilian job or something. And um, I went back to school. I had my GI Bill and that was really awesome. And then I graduated with a master's degree. And then we moved again. All of those jobs, everything that I had banked on and all the work that I had worked up to this point, like I was starting over. And then I had a son and I was really depressed, actually. Wow. <laughs> this is kind of a dark time, right? Because here I was always going to be a career woman. I got my car, like everything's good. And um, it, it took a long time, but I decided to start a trade consulting business. We were in, Cal in Northern California. And I was like, well, I have this degree. I have the military experience. I'm going to start this trade consulting business because I really love international relations. And that was that was my jam. And um, one of my best, closest friends from high school, the only one I had left that knew me from high school, she's like, Natalie, she was getting married at the time. And she said, Natalie, you know, you always liked makeup. Why don't you just do a side hustle thing? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Nobody's going to, like, hire me. I don't know how to do this. Like, can you just do this? And so I'm always I'm always down to try something. I, like, if, if there's an idea, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work. And so um, I started my trade business um, day one, the same day that I started this makeup business. And what happened was incredible. Like nobody cared about trade. As soon as people found out I was a makeup artist, you know, I was getting booked and I was getting paid. It wasn't just like me having, yeah, I hustled, but I never hustled like for free. I never tried to undercut the industry. I always was like, no, I need to, but I mean, it was hard. I mean, it still is. It's not an easy industry. So that's kind of, um, eventually I, was like wow nobody really cares about all of the things that I thought everybody cared about they care about like looking nice and having somebody to help them feel like confident on their special days and that's kind of where I realized I think I onto something so oh, wow you know I never even thought of it like that there were a lot of I mean so you were saying like people want to feel like what warm or like they want to feel good about themselves and they also want to feel like together Confident. with somebody else like they like describe that a little bit more for me because i really want to understand that well about how how people want to feel with makeup yeah or, i mean i guess so like or how people want to feel in general with with the makeup on or how, how would it change well i think i think the way we dress um, we have a style, right? We know what fits our body. We know like when we go shopping, what's going to look good on us, what's not sometimes even before trying it on. But with makeup, it's kind of this skill that it's assumed that you should know how to do it. And so people, you know, hope that their moms know, or they have a cousin or somebody, but a lot of times they're teaching them how to do makeup that they did on themselves. So, so that's why I think YouTube and Instagram and all of these online tutorials became really big because people were like, I want to know how to do this. But the problem is that's not real life. That's reality. Mm -hmm. So people come to me as a, as a makeup artist and trust me, like she knows what she's doing to make me feel like how I want to feel. I want to match how I feel on the inside, how I mm -hmm. feel I look on the it, outside. 
I want to match that. And so that's kind of my approach and philosophy with makeup. So it's not about making them look different. It's about really bringing, bringing out outside, their, their inside beauty out. Exactly. I really respect that and appreciate that. Okay, so let me dive into this next question. What are some childhood hobbies and habits that you had that you think matriculated into the career that you got today? Well, makeup. Um, my parents were both career parents. So we were turn my brother and I um, were turnkey kids. And I remember watching my mom getting ready in the morning. And my grandmother, she was a teacher as well on my mom's side. Um, and I always liked it. It was always fascinating. And I think that it's a, that's why people love watching people do makeup. It's just kind of addicting. Mm. And the thing with my mom is she was working a lot. But when we would have that time together, eventually my parents divorced. And the time that I spent with my mom, we would go to makeup counters. And she would take me, and she was always really patient. She always wanted to make sure that I would know what I was doing. Mm. My mom had comp – so um, if it wasn't makeup, which I loved makeup, it was art, artistic expression, theater. Um, I was a musician, you know, my whole life. And so expressing myself creatively and also making people feel good, like that is how I got my energy. So. Okay, so – Wow. I mean, I have one more question to just you. I, I just want to throw one more question in there. Um, makeup, being a makeup artist, it seems like a really trendy job right now. I know I can probably name like four out of five of my friends that are girls who have cons either considered or are considering right now uh, to be a makeup artist because of, you know, all the hype around it, all the noise. Um so what do you think is like really the one core value that you think really makes people stick to it? Like what made you really be like, okay, I'm actually going to stick with it. And it's not just like a phase. This is something I actually want to do and prolong with it. Well, I think um, I've got, I've had my business five years and I've been through the ups and downs and it would be a lie to say that I didn't want to quit sometimes because it's such a saturated market. Um, but I think that I have enough grit and determination to be like, this is a business and I'm not, I am a makeup artist, but before I'm a makeup artist, I'm a business owner. And so I have to, um, really find that delicate balance and make sure that my client, you know, experience is world-class, but also I need to make sure that I'm using, you know, I'm running my business. I know my numbers. I'm making sure to protect my time and my schedule as well as my clients. And so it's just been this really fun evolution. It's not an easy job. And I think a lot of um, makeup artists or makeup enthusiasts or whatever it's called these days, I mean, it's hard. And to stick with it is hard, especially because the industry is just so saturated. So to stick out, you have to work hard. But it's totally possible, for sure. I, I agree with everything you're saying right now. Okay, so what is an average day like for a makeup artist such as yourself? <laughs> so if, if everybody could see in the video that we're, we're on, um, you'd see that I'm not wearing a ton of makeup. I'm uh -huh. wearing my glasses, and I am actually came home from the gym. Um, 
a typical day when I'm not working is catching up on all the admin, working on my marketing. Um, I did it all by myself. It wasn't until the last like year or so that I hired, I finally had to outsource some help in this, in these areas. Um, the money is not so good. So always, I mean, you could only charge so much for makeup, even celebrity artists and even celebrity artists. A lot of times they know that they can get stuff for free. So, um, you have to figure out how can you make revenue? So a lot of times during the day I'm figuring out how can I serve my clients by not just doing makeup? That's kind of why I wrote my book and why I try to, um, offer coaching and, and digital templates for aspiring makeup artists so that they can free up that time because you need to be out there and present and it's it's not a typical day, right? A typical work day, you're on your feet pretty much eight hours. Um, if you have a, you know, full day of work, you're not sitting down, you're not eating, you're not taking a break. You're just working, working, working. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and I think that debunks a lot of uh, things that a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, misunderstandings that a lot of people who are trying to get into that industry um, have about the makeup, you know, the whole makeup thing. Uh, so, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, I really, and it sounds cliche, it really does, but I really enjoy reminding people how beautiful they are, bringing out their features. I have a pretty detailed questionnaire that I've developed and I ask questions like what, what's the feature that you love the most about yourself or that you're most complimented on? What's the feature that you're most insecure about? And I really try to make sure that in our session, I like play up those features, not fake because we're all beautiful in our own way. I have lots of men too that are very masculine but, you know, just like women, they don't get a lot of sleep and they might have a newborn at home or they work, you know, they're trying to get to that next level. And, you know, just a touch of like conceal, some skin care and some conceal. I mean, it really they're like, whoa, you didn't use that much makeup and you did this. And I'm like, yeah, it's not about quantity. It's about it's an art, you know, it's really it's an illusion that so you're kind of bringing out those features forward that you love and want to showcase. And maybe the things that you're not so confident about, you know, you can kind of like let those kind of, it, it's just a, it's a balance. So I love when they see that the final product there, you know, it makes my day. Okay. So we're, we're going to the opposite. I know you guessed it. So what do you enjoy the least? What do I enjoy the least? I do enjoy, I, I don't, um, Okay, cleaning my kit. <laughs> Let's just be real. Okay. You know, it's a lot of work to keep a really sanitary kit. It's wow. a lot of money. It's a lot of waste involved. Washing my brushes. You have to, you know, I keep, I wash my brushes in between every client. Um, sanitize my kit in between every use. That gets old. But, I mean, you have to do it. It's not the pretty part. Um, shopping for makeup can just be a little overwhelming. But, But mostly, more than anything, it's, I love educating people, but I also hate that I have to still educate people and remind people that the pictures that they're seeing and they're showing me of inspiration looks that have no texture in their skin, that that's edited, that that's not real life. And so it's kind of like, come on, beauty industry, let's like show some real 
mm. people oh, yeah. with makeup, oh, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. instead of this idea, because I'm not a miracle worker, you know, uh, I can't make wrinkles go away. <laughs> like, yeah, and I can. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I can imagine that uh, that being a big, big, big uh, nudge in the toe. You know, you know when you like hit your hit your toe on the like side of the fridge or the table or something, man. I, I bet you that hurts when you know people come with all these misconceptions about. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is very, very saturated. A lot of it, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. it's photoshopped. It's photoshopped, for real, as you yep. were saying. So yeah, um, there are a lot of misunderstandings about you know, the true, the, the real thing, real thing. So, all right, let's go ahead and transition into this one. Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success in your career? Okay, that's a tough one for me because school was really easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't that kid that just did good. I didn't really apply myself because I never really knew, like, my parents were like, you need to do good in school. You need to get good grades. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's not as much good grades, but I think it's more, um, like, are you really learning and are you thirsty and are you asking questions? Mm. Um, I think that is the better measure of intelligence Mm. than getting all A's. There would be people next to me that would memorize everything. They would get all A's, but they didn't really know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. It's become really mechanical. So I think it's, yes, grades are important. Having a high GPA is very important. Um, I would be remiss to say don't get good grades. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you need to have good grades, but you also need to make sure that you are thirsty and hungry to be the best in whatever it is you want to do. And that is what resonates with people that will hire you or that will let you in to whatever you want to be in. So that's my opinion. No, 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 no. Trust me when I say I completely agree because I used to be a manager. So, and when, when I bring in people to, to hire, um, the number one thing you look for, you don't look for, you don't really look at grades, not not that the position I was in, um, I was really even looking at grades, but you, you're not really looking at the, you know, the paperwork. You're, you're not looking what uh, the, the stats that are on the paper. You're really looking at the person, like how much passion does he have for this job? Like, does he actually like doing his job or does he just memorize all the stuff? And he's like, look, I got good grades. Don't, you know, like I, I'm, I'm official but he doesn't really like doing what he's doing. The person who likes doing what he's doing is going to last the rest of his life. The person who just got the good grades is not probably going to last. I I don't even know how long. It's it's just temporary. So I'm very happy that you pointed that out. Let's go ahead and I want to ask you the second to last question. Um, I think you already, you already hit it on the, on the head. I feel like though, a lot of people say that everybody is born with a purpose. Now, do you, what do you feel that your impact is? Now, whether it, it could be during work, it could be outside of work, it could be anything. But what do you feel that your, like, your, your purpose is, your impact is? That's a really good question. It's something that this year of 2019, I've really been kind of sitting on and wondering. I have two children, and I think that 
um, I think about my legacy that I'm going to leave and what that looks like. Like what at age 90, what are people going to say at my birthday party if I like live that long? Uh And I do want for people to be like, she made me feel so beautiful and special. But I really, if, if I can make an impact in the beauty industry, even a small one, where people, or even in the makeup artist industry, right, and make sure that they know um, that there's so much more, that if the beauty industry was effective at what they were doing, that everybody would feel beautiful and they would go bankrupt, right? Mm. I mean, eventually. And so for me, this is something that it's the beauty industry provides tools for us, just like we wear underwear or whatever. The beauty industry is just a part of that. We have to be back in control. And right now they're in control of us. And if I can in one way, shape or form impact the people around me to make like stand up and be like, you know what? No, I'm not saying no makeup. I'm saying be educated and smart and make decisions for yourself and whenever you see these advertisements, call it out. You know, it's just a silent protest, I guess. I'm not activist just or anything, a, but I, I because I we are saying I understand. I believe we are all beautiful. I really do. I mean, everybody in their own way is. But unfortunately, people are made to feel unbeautiful because they don't look like XYZ. And that's a problem for me. So if I can just help people love themselves because nobody's going to do it for us then that's I think the impact that I'd want to leave yeah that sounds beautiful and again (laughs) like I mean what if I were to put it in one sentence I think your 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 impact would be to empower others to find to to really discover their inner beauty outside of the outside noise that's going on in the beauty industry just to empower them just to make sure that they see themselves as beautiful without that picture so right let's go ahead and wrap things up natalie it's been an excellent interview and i'm i, I know people are gonna love this one because again i have i like honestly i work with a girl right now who, who's talking about a, um doing a being a makeup artist and i was telling her look you need you just need to like dive in and go into it so i know people are gonna love this one I, every other girl i know wants to be a makeup artist if there's one piece of advice that you could give somebody who wants to be in your position what would it be? You need to start your business. You need to start your makeup artistry practice like a business Mm. from day one, because it's one of those industries that you will get it taken advantage of. Everybody's going to want you to do their makeup. Products aren't free. Your time isn't free. When you undercut the industry, then you're hurting us all. And a lot of new artists will do that. Say, I'll just do it for 20 bucks. Now, if you're building your portfolio and whatever, that's different. There's, you know, there's a protocol. But I think you've got to go. It's a business. Mm. Business first. And when you build your business with your core values of your clients and what you're going to offer them, you'll be set for success. But I see a lot of aspiring artists just saying, I'm going to do all this makeup and do all this makeup here, $20 here. And they, they make it about the money, but they're not actually running a lean and effective business and it's not sustainable. So, and, and us girls, majority women, we can do it. And we're not, you know, there's a lot of men in the industry too, but 
you know, especially young women want to start this business. Okay, it's a business. And and so I've kind of got to be that tough love. Yeah. You got to do your homework. <laughs> you got to do your homework on the business side of things, man, for sure, for sure. Yes, ma'am. Right. And Natalie, right. that was an excellent interview. Honestly, I couldn't ask for a better interview. Natalie, wonderful, wonderful guest. Now, is there any type of way that my audience can reach out to you? Maybe social media, website. I know you got your book. I'm going to leave that in the description below. But social media, website, anything that you just want to shout out real quick? Yeah. Um, you can find me at natalieseteray.com and on Instagram at the same, Facebook at the same. Um, I have my book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, which I just released this summer. Um, you can go to beyourownmakeupartist.com. I'm really proud of it. It's gender neutral. It's uh, inclusive, multi-generational. It's for everyone. And for aspiring makeup artists, it's the book that I wrote was what I developed my private lessons off of. So if, if anybody wanted to create, do private lessons like what I do, the book is an excellent place to start because it's not sponsored. It's not biased. It's not a shopping list. It's teaching people about makeup. So um, that would be a great resource for any, for anyone, <laughs> but it's my heart on the table. Thank you so much, Natalie. And Natalie, just one more time, big shout out to her. Now, folks, there are three types of work, job, career, and a calling. Most people have a job. Very lucky if you find a career. And I hope that we help you find your calling today. So, Natalie, that's it. That's a wrap. Let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes podcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play channels at YI Network. And make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at YI Network, that's Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And if you or somebody you know loves their job and would like to inspire others too, make sure to email me at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you guys soon.